Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Stories and Philosophies podcast. Um, this is, as usual, Salem. Um, I have a pretty special guest with me in the makeshift studio today, and that is my mother, the legendary Dr. Udwak Afangide. Oh, hey mom, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Salem. I love the way they say legendary again. Legendary. Legendary. <laughs> okay. Legendary. <laughs> so we actually don't know what we're talking about today, but I figured um, the last podcast episode we did with the Diola for Thrive Table and her mom was all really special. So we could do a repeat for the stories and philosophies crowd. Um, so I think I'll ask you a few questions okay okay so well first of all tell the people about you if you had to describe yourself in five words how would you describe yourself Ooh, ooh, (laughs) not even not even sentences words so i would say i am Mm self-evolving um Oh, and Salem uses one word that I really like, creative. Mm. And uh, because I, I I like to write and in in my ideal life I I create stuff. So I either create certain stories and I and I, I, I carve things with words or I have been known to um, bake. And so I love remembering how I would create designs with my baking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, so so I'm a creative, I'm self-evolving, I am um, passionate, mm-hmm. I'm kind, and I think I am I'm a seeker. Mm, yeah. Those are good words. And bravo, because you didn't actually describe what you, like your work life. I knew you were waiting for me to, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I knew you were waiting for me to say, well, I'm a professor and I'm a mom I'm a and I'm a writer. No, no. So I didn't fall into that trap. So, uh-huh. so you, you recognized it for what it was. <laughs> That's cool. Those are some cool words. Those are some strong words. It's, do you see yourself, when you think of yourself, do you think of those things first or do you think of, think of your tasks? I, I think that, you know, one of the things you and I have talked about is how I love seeing myself evolve. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing how I've, I've changed from who I was maybe last, even last week to who I'm becoming. Yeah. And I get excited about um, the process of becoming for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. In the past, maybe six months even, um, I probably, and for most of my life, I would describe myself based on what I do. Mm-hmm. But I think I like that I'm becoming someone who knows that my identity is not tied into what I do. And, and some days I know that intellectually more than I actually do, <laughs> um, more than I recognize it uh, actively. And in some ways, in some days, it's really not just intellectually. I own it. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm on the other spectrum, I'm on the other side where I'm beginning to see myself in terms of who I am. And not merely in terms of, of what I do. Yeah. For most of my life, it was the other way around. So do you credit for that evolution? Um, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All this really... No, no. Anybody who has, who has a millennial daughter would probably tell you, especially anyone in my generation, would tell you that a lot of who they've become 
is a direct result of growing with that millennial daughter and that and so yes i i would give you i mean next to god and jesus the uh-huh. holy spirit you probably would be <laughs> but i would give you a lot of credit for 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 who who i'm becoming yeah yeah well thank you i i try mm-hmm. um i think it's interesting because you you definitely raised us to be the boys and i more so israel and i to be doers um and so the you're you're someone who does a lot and for most people who don't know my mom is a geneticist and professor phd in genetics and biotechnology probably the first person that i know who ever talked about genetics um she runs the school in nigeria remotely and um has several iterations of different things that she's done with her life including a soybean milk business back when soybean wasn't well, back when soy milk wasn't <laughs> the the staple right um all the way to you know the publishing business that you do now in addition mm-hmm. to running a counseling practice and teaching so you do a lot you do a lot um i think vicariously growing up seeing you do a lot and seeing you really prioritize the ways that you show up in the world, your hard work, your work ethic rubbed off a lot on us. Hmm. And so I, I I appreciate that work ethic. But in the past, you know, I remember like even when I started, and I don't think I've actually shared this with you, but when I started my law practice, it went, and towards the end of my law practice was the beginning of your counseling practice. Mm-hmm. And you were doing better at your counseling practice than I was with my law practice. And even the fact that I compared those two things mm. was showed me that like I it's not a fair comparison. I can't compare Of course a fifty year old lady <laughs> running a business. Which is like a third business. Exactly yes, too. Yes. This is was really my second and my first attempt at like survival entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but I think we're learning Israel and I and I think Elias more organically because this is where you are to not necessarily define ourselves solely by what we do even though we do have like a good work ethic and so you modeling that is also really helpful as we unlearn a lot of the things that we taught you unintentionally how do you deal with knowing that there were mishaps that you made as a parent right because I think parents want to feel like I'm not a parent, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, 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 don't, I don't think that it's easy to kind of face yourself and say, oh, there are things that I probably would have done differently if I was parenting now with the wisdom that I have now mm-hmm. than I did 20 years ago when I was mm-hmm. just a new mom. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you deal with that? It's so funny because yesterday when I went on a walk, I actually wrote a book for you in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it was called Conversations with Salem. And in my mind, the book says... The book has begins with questions that you asked me from the time you were very little. Um, what I said and what I wish I had said. Mm, can you, you give some examples? <laughs> yeah, now I'm curious. Now yeah, I want to so read funny. it. And so I'm just sitting there like, oh, this is so good. You know, like, um, um, you know, maybe at, at two years old when we're talking about parts of your body. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm teaching you about parts of your body. And I said, you know, the two-year-old Salem asked, okay, so mom, what is this part of my body? And I said, well, that's called your taboo. Nobody should ever touch your taboo. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. And I said, what do I wish I had said? I wish I had said there are parts of you that are visible and accessible to everybody. And there are parts of you that are just for you. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And so, and I would have given it the right name instead of calling it a taboo, you know. <laughs> but 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 I, but I just went through a lot of things yeah. um, and um, different things that, and you know, of course, I wrote it in my mind. But yeah. I thought, oh, I should write this idea down because yeah, one day life will slow down, and I will actually write this book. Yeah. But you know, but that's so incredible. I think <laughs> to that particular point, do you remember when I told the lie when I started calling a penis a penis? Yeah. Right. Because for those of you who don't know, you know, I until very recently was a very prude mom yeah. that believed there are things you just don't talk about. And mm-hmm. so my, my kids have grown me to actually be able to use the word v- 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 well yeah, the V word in public, I'm so sorry. <laughs> And so, but you know, my kids have grown me. But anyway, so, so going back to what you asked me, I think that I've come to a, a place where I realize that one, as much as I try to fool myself, I'm not fooling anybody else to ever think that I was a perfect mom. Mm-hmm. And um, I've read enough books that that make me comfortable with the fact that when you have your first child, like I did at 26 you're trying to become and now you're trying to become with somebody else beside you that you haven't completed your growth Mm -hmm. to be able to help them grow that you're growing and so what i've been what i've been blessed with the most is the fact that all three of you are in different stages of life Mm -hmm. and i think where i feel guilty the most is probably probably with you because you were my experiment baby But being able to say, okay, I made this mistake with Salem. Now, how am I going to do it a little better with Israel? Mm -hmm. And I made this mistake with Israel. How am I going to do it a little better with Elias? Mm -hmm. And then realize that even with Elias, I'm going to make brand new mistakes with him. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea of being patient with myself, being patient with my mistakes, realizing that if I can model for my children that you will make mistakes, but you're not defined by the mistakes you made. Mm And that way I can appeal to my kids and say, hey, where you see that I failed you, don't judge me too harshly. I was growing too, you know? And so knowing that I have to be patient with myself Mm -hmm. and appeal for them to be patient with me and then enjoy the process of learning alongside them Mm -hmm. makes it easy for me to deal with the mistakes I made as a parent. Yeah, I love that because I think... In modeling that, it helps us be more patient with ourselves. And for someone like me who, for a long time, was just really scared of being a mom because I was, I was kind of crippled by perfectionism mm-hmm. of knowing that I am not. I, I you don't my, know everything you're yeah, supposed to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So it was like mom. read the parenting books. I remember. I don't know if you remember when I was like ten and started saving for my future children and mm-hmm. had that little collection because I was like, I don't want my children to ever suffer. And you know, and uh-huh. and, and really being like, oh well, I don't have enough money and all, I don't have mm-hmm. enough energy or stamina or patience or all of these things. Mm-hmm. And really, I can't take care of another yeah, human being because yeah, I can't even take care can't of me. Take care of myself. Right. And so moving into this new stage of life where, you know kids are probably not too far out in my future mm-hmm. anymore it's like okay how do i sh- know that my growth the, what you said my growth doesn't end mm-hmm. and won't end the minute i have a child mm-hmm. like i will continue to grow and evolve with them mm-hmm. and let them see my mistakes and you know just be honest about my process um and so. kids are resilient and, yeah. and so learning that i you you we didn't make mistakes with you but thank god that, that kids are resilient and yeah. you learn from them and for maybe if I had any advice for, for, for a young mom or a young mom-to-be, it would be the things I think my children, or I would like my children to remember the most are the fun that we had. Yeah. And so missing out on enjoying them 
as children and creating mm -hmm. memories of that are fun with them mm -hmm. because I'm trying to be this perfect mom. I'm trying to do it right. That's what they're going to remember the most. So yeah. just enjoy being a mom. Make mistakes and, you know, learn from those mistakes and, yeah. and keep going. I think that even speaks to all of life. Just enjoy being a human, mm -hmm. right? Like there's, there will be mistakes that are made. There will be things that you don't really know mm -hmm. and things that you're a beginner at. And I don't think anyone is an expert has to be an expert at something that they're beginning right it's yeah. you, you, you learn you, you learn get better and that's how it. you become an right. expert that's you right. become you get better at living from living mm -hmm. you get better at parenting from parenting mm -hmm. um oh you know what what i just thought of when you said that so yeah. many people allow that thought of making mistakes to hold them back yeah from doing things and i think one of the reasons that i've enjoyed doing so many different things is that I get so excited about just beginning. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't even look, and I think that's a flaw in so many ways because, because I don't look forward to the end. Yeah. I don't look forward even to the middle. Okay, so what am I going to do if, if I have 10 books to publish and I don't know anything about publishing? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I want to start a publishing company. This yeah. is so exciting. Yeah. So I get so caught up in the excitement of what I'm passionate about and I learn as I go. Mm -hmm. And I learn as I go. And then they say, oh, I really want to do therapy. Okay, fine. So what's the next step? Find out where do they offer counseling courses. That's mm -hmm. the next thing, you know. And so I enjoy the process and not worry too much about, do I even know what I'm doing? Have yeah. I ever taken a psychology class? What if I don't succeed in counseling? Yeah. Yeah, I remember because, like, you know, I was old enough to see that process of you wanting to be a therapist and then researching it and then mm -hmm. deciding to go back to school and navigating back to school and now having your own practice and being licensed and mm -hmm. all of that. And it's, it's very the opposite of how I move, which is like very calculated. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, there's a, you know, the, one of the decisions I'm making lately about my future, it's very, very much like, well, you know, what if like I have, I'm, I'm learning mm -hmm. to just say, okay, I'm going to take this first step before even though I don't know what the exactly. other 100 steps exactly. that are that but, I need. But my tendency is to like mm -hmm. look at 10 steps ahead and know that 10 steps ahead, there's still guarantee of success mm -hmm. before I take the first mm -hmm. step. And so I think you being someone who's very spontaneous like rubs off on me. And I do think that me being very calculated mm -hmm. also helps you. It makes you be a good, you know, a good balance and yeah. makes me think. I think that's where your dad has helped me a lot. Yeah. Because in that way, you're like him. Yeah. And so running ideas through him, knowing he's going to think it to death. Well, mm -hmm. I've already moved on. Yeah. And he's right there in the background thinking of <laughs> all of the things. All the things. Um, but that kind of keeps, keeps me grounded. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that is like a lawyer thing? My dad is also a lawyer. I, I think part of your training makes you like that way. Mm. I think part of your training makes you that way. Yeah. As a child, was I that calculated or do you think I was more like you? I, I think it's learned, but mm -hmm. I also think that because your father was that way, he kind of swayed you towards that side more. And, and as a child, you were so close to your dad. Mm -hmm. So I think, and then your training, by the time you started being very analytical in your thinking, but as a little child and, you know, the people who talk about whether what children learn and what mm -hmm. they come with, as a child, you were very spontaneous. Mm. But I think your dad is very risk averse. Mm -hmm. And it was important to him that you be more analytical, more calculating, more thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Because he saw me on the exact opposite, the opposite. spectrum. Yeah. And I don't think he was he saw that as a plus in any way. I still don't think he does. It's interesting because <laughs> like he was attracted to that in yes. me. Yeah. You know, like and a, he likes that in me, yeah. that I'm spontaneous. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he sees it as a... I think he really believes that if he wasn't there 
to catch me when I fall, I will uh, fall every minute. Yeah. So his own is like, yeah, he loves that spontaneity and he loves that in a fun way. Mm-hmm. But when it really comes to major things, because I still, I'll never forget you being very little and wanting to climb and him saying things like, I do not want to go to the emergency room tonight. We need to hold that baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, let her climb later. And yeah. he will just come and pick you up. <laughs> I'm not having that <laughs> argument. My baby's not. So, yeah. so, I, so I think he kind of curtailed mm-hmm. that a little bit. And because he loves having conversations with you, a lot of your conversations with him, he would stress Mm. how important it is to you know which in my yeah. language means be very careful of the next step before you take the, this one mm-hmm. so he kind of I think he instilled that more because I think I don't think any of you now Elias is still growing mm-hmm. but I don't think any of you are quite on my end of the spectrum yeah. I think almost uh, all of you are more on his end of the spectrum yeah. more than on mine I think like, uh, you know, my friends and I talk a lot about reparenting yourselves as Mm -hmm. like, you know, adults now in our 20s and 30s. Um, And we've been talking about like, as I reparent myself, there's a piece of me that wants to reconnect to like the spontaneous Mm -hmm. version. So like creating safeties, like um, safety nets. Yeah, creating Mm -hmm. containers of safety. So I Mm -hmm. know that, you know, within this container, I can be really spontaneous and nothing bad is going to happen has been important. Mm -hmm. But so I I would see that, but it, it was pretty, I think my my training plus a lot of that mentality has made me more more like that mm-hmm. more calculated more calculated and i calculated calculated not calculated okay calculated okay <laughs> more calculated um and curated so i think you know um Connie and i talk a lot about vulnerability and how a lot of people think i'm really vulnerable but it's like curated vulnerability it's mm. a vulnerability that achieves a purpose Hmm. I'm not vulnerable to just be vulnerable, you know? Right, right. Um, and so even with that, even within my vulnerability, there's a sense of like, I'm curating this thing. I'm like trying to st- tell a story. And so I will be open in these ways to like achieve the goals that I have around the story. See, to me, that's even a lot of work. It is a lot of work. You know, I'm exhausted all the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a lot of work because by the time you're curating your vulnerability and you're yeah. curating your spontaneity, I'm like, okay, so is it really spontaneous? I'm curating. Be spontaneous. Just go. Do already. So, yeah. but, I, but I think one of the things that's interesting to me the most about parenting is realizing that these souls that pass through us are different from us. Yeah. Because I think it would be, it, it's been so weird from the time you were little to, to see how you were different from me. Yeah. And me saying, how can anybody even think like that? Yeah. How can you study with music on? Oh, that doesn't make sense to me. Turn, you know, from the little things or read five books at the same time (laughs) so all of that but but I I think recognizing you are and one of the things you've done well is be be very self-aware even at a young age Mm -hmm. so you know what works for you you have a firm idea of who you want to be Mm -hmm. and so the the joy in the journey of becoming that person Mm -hmm. and knowing that you are also who you are today doesn't mean you're stuck and I've seen you at times when you just felt this is who I am this is who I am and be so so consumed by who you are but I've seen you leave that to now know okay this is who I am today yeah and enjoy being that today Mm -hmm. knowing that there is room to move away from that a little bit tomorrow yeah that's good yeah 
Oh, this has been good. Yeah, so why don't we so do cool. this all the time? This has been so cool. I don't know because you don't live with me. Um, thank you oh, all. You know, we're I've enjoyed this. Yeah, this is such a great episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining me, Mom. Sure. Yeah, we will talk later. Okay. Have a wonderful week, people. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening to this week's episode of Stories and Philosophies.